Hey, hon, we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Best new year ever. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hello, I'm Josh Witt. Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about WVU basketball. Episode 6, Central Florida. Follow me on Instagram, at Burning Springs. Email unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. Got another email. Going to read that email later. I have an accolade to share. Keep these accolades coming. Uh, if you go to google.com, type in unreasonable doubt podcast. This podcast is mentioned in the eighth search entry. So we've cracked the top ten of Google searches for unreasonable doubt podcast. Thank you to the dozens of you listening. I'll keep sharing those accolades as they come in, and I know they will. Tonight, much calmer, easier night for West Virginia. They win by 38. Not a pretty game. Tough game to watch. Central Florida saw our 35% shooting night from the Marist game and said, hey, you know what? We can do much worse than that. You thought you were bad? Watch this. And Central Florida proceeded to shoot 25% from the field. And a, <laughs> this is not a typo, they shot 8% from three-point range. Um, so you win. Congrats on being worse at shooting. Now, some of that was West Virginia's defense. But they had some open looks because West Virginia gives those up sometimes. And they did not make <laughs> hardly any of those open shots. But the big story tonight, Taco Fall, the seven foot six guy for Central Florida. He had eleven points, eight rebounds. He dunked on Kanate as if Kanate was a child pestering him. Kanate went for the block. And he's not seven foot six. So I mean, let's be very clear. Kanate is a big guy. Giant shoulders, and yet he looked like a child guarding this seven foot six guy. But the main story besides seeing this guy play is seeing this guy's shot blocked by one of West Virginia's guys, and it wasn't Kanate. My money was on him. Logan Rout was the West Virginia player that blocked the seven foot six guy's shot. And he is my MVP of the game. Congratulations, Logan Rout. He blocked him from behind. It was amazing. Uh, Bolden had 17. He had a good night. Carter had 16. His usual stellar defense. He had a block of his own. But six foot 11 Logan Rout from Cameron, West Virginia, blocked. This guy's shot, and it was fantastic. So again, congrats, Logan. It's all downhill from here. You'll always be able to claim that you blocked a seven foot six guy's shot. So enjoy that. 
Again, it was a tough game to watch. The bad for West Virginia, 16 turnovers. A lot of them really unforced and just really bad passes. I hate to put them in the bad column, but aggressive neck tattoo freshman Teddy Allen. Hey, man, see that three-point line? I know you see it. Listen, do not shoot from behind there, okay? See that rectangle that's painted? It looks a little bit different than the rest of the floor. Shoot there or get the ball if you have the ball outside of that rectangle area that I'm talking about. Dribble and get close to that or inside that and shoot the ball there. You're awesome there. Do not shoot from three. Then take this message, tell it to Magic Bender, and tell him the exact same thing I told you because he can't hit the rim when he shoots threes right now. Uh, The good for West Virginia, they shot way less threes. They shot 25 tonight, so that's a good sign. The defense was outstanding again. They created 27 turnovers tonight. According to Ken Pomeroy, one of the math guys, West Virginia is the third best defensive team in Division One. So I like that. More thoughts after this. Some random thoughts from tonight's game. Some coaching advice for Johnny Dawkins, head coach of Central Florida. Hey, Johnny, you got a seven foot six guy. See that guy? I like what you're doing by having him stand close to the basket. That's a good strategy because he's seven foot six. Here's the problem the other guys that drive to the basket, instead of passing it to the seven foot six guy with the obvious height advantage, They try to shoot a contested layup, and tonight they missed a bunch of them. Wouldn't pass it to him. He's always open. If his hands are up, he's always open. So, hey, tell the guys, pass it to the 7'6 guy when he's close to the rim. Let's see what happens. You know, just in in the effort of brainstorming, trying to improve, give that a try. Let me know how it goes. Also, some advice for the 7'6 guy. I mentioned it a few seconds ago. Hey, man, put your hands up. You're seven foot six. Do that. Also, tell your teammates, hey, guys, when my hands are up, throw it to my hands. And, again, that part about you being close to the rim, if you put your hands up and they throw it to your hands, there's a very strong chance you're going to dunk the ball, and that's going to be good for you, and it's going to be good for your team. So again, I'm just, you know, just just throwing things out there. I know the culture has changed in basketball. It's all about spacing and shooting from 3 and the math has changed, but also there's math that says if you give it to a 7 foot 6 guy with his hands up and he's close to the rim, there's a very strong percentage chance that you're going to get 2 points. So give that a shot for some free advice. An update on chinstrap beard rankings. Uh, Last time we talked about this, Javon Carter was at the top of those rankings, followed by Logan Rout. Based on tonight's performance, Logan Rout, with the block of the 7'6 guy, has jumped up to the top ranking of chinstrap beards. So congratulations to you, Logan. You were the MVP of the Central Florida game, and you have shot up to the top of the charts 
of chinstrap beards. So congratulations to you. My last random thought, I'm going to talk about some behavior at the elevator again. Uh, this is something that I noticed that I did that I wanted to share with you all just to see if this is something that you have done in the past. It was uh, something that it's not the first time that I've done this. I'll go ahead and tell you. So in my building, my office building, there are four elevators, two on each side. And this week I approached the elevators and there was one of the doors open with somebody in it. And so my strategy upon seeing that, and we've talked about the issue about don't small talk in an elevator, and maybe that had something to do with this. But when I saw that one door open, I walked past the elevators as if I didn't need to use the elevator, which in fact I did. And I kept walking until I heard the elevator door close, then proceeded to stop acting, turn around, press the elevator button, and get on an elevator. <laughs> is that normal? What is that about? Do you do that? Uh, that strategy does not guarantee that I'm going to ride by myself on the elevator. It does ensure that I'm not going to ride with the person who's in there when the door is open in my initial approach to the elevators. So I feel like that's probably crazy. Uh, confirm that. Send me an email, unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. I have an email to read, and I'm going to do that after this with some final thoughts. Some final thoughts. I'm going to read an email sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. This email is from Jeff Croft. He writes, hello, Josh. Love the podcast. In the most recent episode, you mentioned less than stellar three-point shooting in the Huggins era. Do you believe the substandard shooting percentage is due to Huggins' extreme emphasis on rebounding and defense or something else? Additionally, do you prefer the B-line teams that shot well but didn't play Tenacious D? Thank you, Jeff Croft. Again, thank you, Jeff, for the email. Your first question, yes, I do believe you're right that Huggins focus on rebounding and defense affects West Virginia's three-point shooting percentage. Huggins recruits effort. He recruits rebounding. He recruits defense. I don't want to speak for Bob Huggins, but I believe his strategy is if we get more shots, even if we don't shoot as well as you, more opportunities means that we will have a better chance of winning. And that shooting can come and go, but your effort on defense and rebounding is something that can be consistent and has been a winning formula. So the trade-off is sometimes you're not going to shoot as well. So yes, I agree. Huggins does have an extreme emphasis on rebounding and defense. Do you prefer the B-line teams? I wouldn't say prefer because there were some frustrations with the Beeline teams, most notably you talked about. Uh, didn't play Tenacious D. Not that they were terrible at it, but they had the tendency to get pushed around sometimes, especially in the Big East. Um, but 
it, they were fun to watch, and I do miss those beeline teams as far as how they could shoot, the passing, the back cuts. It was a more beautiful game to watch, more visually appealing. Um, <laughs> you watch a Michigan game and you do get nostalgic and, and reminisce about those 2000s WVU teams. Uh, but I wouldn't say prefer because I enjoy watching these Huggins teams. I like how much they try on defense. There is an art to that. It's not as pretty, but it is effective. Huggins is a very good coach. That's not a hot take. That's a fact. And so he has a good strategy. Beeline has a good strategy. That's what made those teams that Huggins coached uh, early in his tenure at WVU, and he coached the Beeline recruits. Those were the best because you got a mix of both. You got good defense and rebounding, and you still had shooters left over from the Beeline era. So I wouldn't say prefer, but definitely nostalgic about those teams. That's it for this episode. Download the Anchor app. Go to anchor.fm slash unreasonabledoubt. Listen on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Subscribe. Rate five stars. Review. The next game for West Virginia is Sunday night, 9.30 ESPN2. The final of this Advocare Invitational in Orlando. West Virginia will play Missouri. Missouri is without Michael Porter Jr., the... Uh, freshman that's projected to be a number one NBA draft pick. He's out with a bacchiotomy. But they're still pretty good. Have a good coach. Used to coach at Washington. So we'll see if West Virginia can win one of these early season tournaments. They've done this before. So I'm looking forward to it. Join me next time on Unreasonable Doubt. I'm Josh Went. WVU is 5-1. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with two to three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Once operational and information technology overlap, who needs two companies to sort things out? Choose one for both. Siemens, the efficient one-stop shop for all things IT and OT. Unlock the full potential of your data. Visit us at Siemens.com slash IT minus OT minus convergence.